listening to the Lion Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to episode six, I believe, of the yes, podcast. Sir. Yeah, everybody's here. We got James, yeah. we got Tom, yeah. Dane, and myself. My lad, here at Tosky Studio. We just were playing, uh, rehearsing for a little bit. So yeah, it's time to do our thing. Um, we're gonna kick it off how we normally do with some Lion Heights news. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do we got going on, Dane? Well, um, the first thing is today Today we're just rehearsing, getting ready for a big weekend, which is a joy because finally we get to go out and play some shows. So tomorrow, Friday, we're going to be playing, which this will all be in the past for you all. We're, you know, <laughs> we've, we record on Thursdays and release on Monday. But um, we're going to be in Dallas at Heroes and do Five Star's birthday, and then Saturday we'll be at Empire. So... I'm going to just go ahead and say, man, those shows went so good. It was so awesome. We all played perfectly. And nobody had a wrong note. And they were packed. True. Yeah. They were completely they were all packed. packed. And nobody Sold had COVID. <laughs> and nobody got COVID. Actually, we cured COVID in Dallas over the weekend. Yeah, with the No bass. new cases. The heavy the bass, music. it breaks up the COVID <laughs> it molecule. It breaks up the cells in your lungs. Yeah, and then you cough it out onto the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the Ninja Turtles are going to be getting COVID in there. Anyway. Uh, so that that's going on. So we give thanks for being able to get back on the road again um, and play to the people. Them, but it's, it's actually it's it's Firestar's birthday today. Today is his it's birthday. True. Yeah. Happy birthday, well, Firestar! Today, Happy Thursday. Birthday. If y'all listened to our previous episode, episode five, uh, Firestar was on there. We played one of his songs at the top of the episode, and then there was an interview with him afterwards. So, if you were listening. It's his birthday today, but then again, by the time you hear this, it will not be his birthday. <laughs> All right, we get it. We yeah. get it. Um, moving on. The next nice big event that we're going to be doing is February 6th, 7th, and 8th, I believe. What's no. happening then? 5th, 6th, 7th. I was even right. like, I should look at the flyer before I say this. 5th, 6th, and 7th of February, we're going to be in Austin at the Sahara Lounge, and it's a Bob Marley, Dennis Brown tribute show. And I, I, I think the plan is Lion Heights is going to be Bob Marley and Dem is going to be Dennis Brown. But there's a few Dennis Brown I want to play, and I'm yeah. sure there's a few Bob they want to play too. So we'll mix it up a little bit. Uh, so that'll be really, really nice. Definitely come out for that. Jabil will be there playing the breaks. And then the following day, we're going to be at a club called Tulips in Dallas. Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Yes. Fort, Fort Worth. Worth. You're right. Fort Worth. And then Monday, we're going to do the brunch that Dem usually has called the Reggae Brunch at LaGrange. And I got to tell you, that place has some killer food. It's Really? Yes. Yeah. And great I don't mimosas. think I ate there last time we were there because we did good. something with Dem there previously. Yeah, we did which the Which was brunch. really fun. Yeah, we, I know. We did the brunch. I can't remember like when, what time of year it was. But uh, yeah, that was super fun. But I didn't get to eat there, though. That was around this time, actually. Yeah. We did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the, the mansion party yeah. popped yep. up as, the a, haunted as mansion. a reminder. Yeah, man. So that mansion party was dope. Yeah. Man. Damn. So just so you know, Lewis from Dem um, booked a, a really cool house party at this giant ancient mansion that was like a few, like what, 100, 200 years old or some shit? It was like I in Galveston. No I can look Victorian. it up real quick. But, but anyway, it was a beautiful, beautiful place. And it was in the backyard. And man, there was some really, cr- I mean, it wasn't a whole lot, a lot, a lot of people, but everybody there was like very crucial people. And it was just a legendary night, you know, we'll always remember that. And then after that, they had to sell it off. Whatever happened to the owners, I'm not sure, but they sold the mansion, so we can't play there anymore. Yeah, uh, they should have bought it. Was it. Actually, um, it was actually originally built in 1893. 
Huh. So that yeah. oh, so over a hundred years. Wow, crazy. We should have bought it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a quarter million or something, or <laughs> That's it. half a mil maybe. This article, but it wasn't says, in historical nineteenth century us. Galveston mansion lands on market for one point two mil. Oh, yeah. Now this this was last year though, July, twenty twenty. So. so there you go. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. That was one of the first times we took Tom on the road with the, right. on the yeah. quote unquote on the short road. So I, I want to share a story. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> Tom is saying no. <laughs> Do not share that story. No, I know it. All right, no. inbox me if you want the story. <laughs> it's a good story. It I don't was, even know what story it you're broke, talking it broke, about. But. It was Tom's way of breaking it into the group because it gave me ammunition against him. Oh, I think I know the story. <laughs> I know the story. Yeah. So now, now I own you, dog. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Anyway, all right, so we have that going on. It's going to be a great weekend, people. Check it out. Uh, the next thing, you know, is Firestar's tune is out now, now that it's Monday. And uh, it came out on Friday, and that's on the Blink Check Rhythm. And so what we decided to do is instead of release the whole Rhythm at one time, which was the original plan, we're going to stagger them out and release them slowly on YouTube first. And then when we get the whole album together, it will release on Spotify and Apple all together. So look out for that. Name of Love, Firestar. Go check it out on YouTube. It'll be on our YouTube. So, And please give us a follow on or subscribe on YouTube. Um, other than that, guys, the only, the most groundbreaking epic news that we have to date is that we got an SPDSX. Yeah. Woo! Which, for those of you who don't know, it's a percussion drum pad. Uh, so you can put, like, digital samples on there and play, play them with a drumstick. And... Uh, it's kind of just like the crucial thing to have as a reggae band, I feel like. It's become kind of a uh, industry standard standard in a way uh, where you kind of don't catch uh, a drummer in, in a certain kind of, you know, reggae style without. Oh, uh, yeah. So you don't need it. You know, there's some people that probably are like, you know, purist people like probably don't But even if you it, look at, at, at Sly, yeah, he was playing exactly. the exact same thing. It was just the first version of it. So, and, and yeah, like you said, depending on your style, like, it, you know, I was going to say people like Israel Vibration, but even they have some 80s digital sounds. Like, maybe some of the old, old school don't need to have digi toms or anything. But if you look at our production and our sounds, if, I mean, if the song has the digi toms in it, I kind of want to hear it live. Well, and the way that we run is like, we want to have a full sound, but we want to be a small band, uh, efficient you know, band to be able to travel, hop in a vehicle, get there and, you know, all this stuff. And so like for our sound too, and I see the reason I'm talking about it is because other people are doing that too. That's why all this digital stuff is like getting invented yeah. because you can't carry around a percussion player, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with you sometimes you can't carry around, you know, like a three piece horn section and, and background singers and stuff mm -hmm. because it's just not, doesn't make financial sense right and, now. And spatial I mean, hopefully yeah. you get to the point where you can hire a really great band. But when you're starting, and that's why a lot of people, including us, you know, will run you know some background tracks with some stuff in there to still have that to fill out that sound, but you know, not have the personnel there. Yeah. So that's what the drum pad I think also helps with. You know, you could put. I see people that just have like auxiliary percussion sounds on there. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool, and that's like all they use it for. But yeah. You know what I thought about too? Putting a little cowbell on there would be cool. Cowbell, cowbell, and you need more cowbell. Or even if you put, you could put a real cowbell on the top of your hi hat. Have you seen people do that? You could do congas on them. Bing, bing, boom, boom. <laughs> the congas sound fake, kind of to me. Like it just depends on dub congas. Clave. 
And clave. Yeah. There, all those sounds are already on it. If, if you go yeah, in there, yeah. Scroll what about a gong? They come. The, <laughs> yeah, it's got. Gong. It's got tons of stuff on it, already. But we we were putting some of our own sounds on it. Like, I love the syndrome type of sound. I really want to get a real one, but uh, I ended up downloading uh, DM Khan's UFO sound pack or whatever, and you can check him out. He's got a YouTube channel, and he he does like reggae instructional videos first time i saw him there was like there's no way this dude knows reggae music but when i started watching the videos he's very informative and like one one trick i took from his videos was uh to get that um kind of dead thwappy snare sound you you you, t- you tune it down number one but then you put a piece of um paper piece towel of paper towel yeah in between the snares but like only half the snares, or you can kind of experiment with how many snares you deaden. But check out DM Khan's um, YouTube channel, and he has like different sound packs you can download. And one of them is a synth uh, syndrome that he built himself. Yeah, that was, so. that was pretty cool because he, you know, that he doesn't only have like mu- musical knowledge, but has this like engineer smarts to be able to like make a, you know, what's a, a synth sound from pack. like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, but he he cloned that like that. I don't know what, how you. The I don't even know how to call it. Yeah. What but is like this? Pretty much remade one. You know, you know, um, when when you see the Sly Dunbar videos of him playing that like octagon looking drum set, James. Nope. <laughs> so those are Simmons, but but all that stuff started but that's from the, like that's the, the syndrome. Simmons makes the syndrome sound the, right. The syndrome came out. It was like a one pad thing, and mm-hmm. it had a couple adjustable knobs. And actually, I think when it first came out, because RJ has one. Yeah. But there's like a couple different stages of them. Different companies that all made the same thing. Kind of looks like a snare drum. Yeah, it came yeah. out originally as one pad, and actually the brain was separate from it. So, because they hadn't been able to integrate something that like the SPDSX that has, it has all everything one. right there. Yeah. So like the pad was there, and then you'd have like the resonance and cutoff and all, all those of the knobs. parameters. Yeah, because it was an old school synthesizer. So RJ's one we used on Smile. Yeah. Because I wanted that sound, but like, it it was kind of hard to use and. I couldn't get it to, I don't know, it was hard. Like, the sounds I got were like, <laughs> like, that's what it sounded like. Hmm. And these other ones that we have from, from DMCon, they're cooler. They're like, Doo. yeah, they Doo. cut off. Yeah. They're, they're just nicer. The one from RJ's, it would go like down and up. Like, you probably <laughs> have to twiddle with it a little bit more. I could but not. But see, what these things are doing, though, you guys probably already know, but for the listeners that don't know, like, they're not doing what our like our synths do now which is like call a sample of something that was recorded they were generating tones yeah it's like manipulating frequencies to sound it's like what moog or how you say it was doing like they didn't have string samples and horn samples they were looking at um frequencies and trying to model them after what those real instruments made so it's all just manipulating sound frequency which is pretty crazy to me yeah it is it is and you get that you get the sound of a drum out of manipulating some kind of you know wave is I think it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. but that that is super cool. So it's it's cool that we can get those sounds in our thing now, and and I was gonna say to people you know like if you find a cool drum pack that you like to use uh, you swear by, I would love to know if you want to comment on the YouTube video or send us a DM somewhere. I'm always looking for cool new sounds, and even if you made them yourself. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I was thinking one day it'd be really cool to to release a Lion Heights drum pack. Just pick one of the the drums, or we could do a few songs where like it could be like the smile drums, and then because what's cool about us too is that we have different people playing the drums. Jeremy, you played on Smile, but Tom plays on Reggae on the Rise, and yeah. so the way that you hit the drums, it sounds different. 
you know, and your snare is different than his snare. Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to to release a few of those. I forgot I did that actually. Yeah. Jer, Jer snare. Jer snare. <laughs> the Jer snare. Jer snare. Tom Toms. Yeah. Tom Toms. Yeah. You can get the Jer the Jer snare and the Tom Toms. Toms. Tom Toms. 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 Tom Tom one. Tom Tom two. <laughs> Yep. That, that's what I'm going to label it. It's going to be labeled like <laughs> Jer Tom, Tom Tom. <laughs> Jer Snare, Tom Snare. Tom Snare. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So look out for that. And you can play with it on Logic or wherever you... Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, then you can load Just it on... have fun with it, really. <laughs> All right. Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have James' signature uh, solo tone on there, too? Yes. Right? The... Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? It's a solo quieter. Uh, yeah, it gets quieter as for your solos. <laughs> Are your solos too loud? It gradually turns software. it down. It's, it's start- really just a compressor. It starts at a, a normal level and gets quieter as you solo. It's and just a gate compressor. Yeah. And then you can have like the string breaker, which could be something too. Yeah. Or... No, the humidifier. <laughs> humidifier. <laughs> humidifier. It just, you're playing and just... <laughs> it slowly makes just... your guitar go out of tune. That'd be great. Dude, all right. Uh, I have to say... We have to tell the people about this. I'm sorry, James. But during that Sahara Lounge show that we did last, I don't know what was happening, but the humidity was crazy. And and James had two guitars, like a backup. They both failed. And what what, what was it doing? It kind of like, legitimizes you a little bit. Because at first I was like, all right, this is definitely, like it's got to be your fault somehow. But when the second guitar did it too, it's like, all right. For my the environment. Well, first of all, they need to invest in a real uh, air circulation thing in that place. Just saying. That's how you get COVID. Well, they have the None doors. Got it. But they have three doors that are open. So, anyway, let's not talk shit on Sahara Lounge and tell us what happens to your guitar. This is what happens. Sahara Lounge, you know, doesn't yeah, have proper yeah. airflow, yeah. so it messed up my guitars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's he's what he's like, saying. Yeah. That's he's his saying whole that's point. It. That's the end of the story. All right. No, t- what happened? Like, what Like what were you experiencing on stage? Uh, utter confusion was the main thing. But not really. No. Right. So what happened was this one string, the high E string, started going out of tune. And uh, the string, if you don't have enough, like, within your tuning, I guess, I don't know, enough length to it, then you can't tune anymore because right. all the string is used it's up. It's already been tightened 100%, so Correct. it won't tighten so, anymore. Right. So it got to that point, so you can't tighten anymore, and you have no more string, so it's just going to stay loose. So I just took the string off. And then I went to the second guitar, and the same thing happened. And uh, hmm. and they happened. Yeah. They happened. They happened kind of at epic, epic Mo- points well, in the song. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a guitar driven song. Like we it could, was. We should, oh yeah. It, we yeah, could yeah. insert a clip of of that set. Song and that's exactly here. what I was going to do. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was going to do. So the first set, there wasn't that many people there, so it was great. And then as soon as people started showing up, that's when all hell broke loose. So is it the people? Is it the room filling up that changes the temperature of the room, or like that that's causes what I believe. that to so happen? Really, yeah, that's what it is. So really, Lion Heights shouldn't really play shows where there's too many people. That's good. I don't think we do that <laughs> anyway. So if you ever see, yeah, you heard it here first. If you ever see not that many people at our show, it's just a, it's a if it's it's technically to keep James keeping the sound from, good. Yeah. If you yeah. see, if you're like you get to our show and it seems like there might be just a little bit too many people, just leave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. The last thing that we have, man, is uh, we got some super secret vinyl that we're not supposed to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Tree said to keep it um, on the DL. So, But we're going to have vinyl for sale on the website pretty soon. Um, 
and we're working with Gold Rush here in Austin, which is pretty cool because out of the whole nation, there's only a few pe people that make press vinyl, and we got one in Austin. So, but we just got the test press in, and uh, we're pretty stoked about it. It so, is pretty cool. Yeah, man. So if you, if you're a vinyl head, definitely check it out. And then um, did I already know the answer to this? But Reggae Month kicked off. Did anybody check it out? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are these uh, performances could, that you can go back and still yeah, check out? Probably, okay. probably. But it was cool. I mean, it, the thing that there wasn't a lot of bands. There was like just a few, but most people had. Um, actually, I think everybody I saw was on tracks. So, I watched. I watched Agent Sasco. I watched Shinsia. I watched Ding Dong. I think that's it. And Ding Dong kind of killed it because he always has his dancers. Yeah. And they do all the dance. I mean, he's not really. A bad lyricist he's just like a hype dance kind of guy and he create he, he does have catchy songs but it's it's just fun to watch the dancers bust out like it's a whole performance yeah, yeah. It, it is it's 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 definitely like it's got another aesthetic to it than he just has, somebody his career is so good like literally whenever one door closes for him another door opens <laughs> I, I I knew it was gonna go somewhere dumb. Like, but that was good. Is that, that like a doorbell good. joke? Or? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Ding dong. doorbell. Ding dong. So who's there? An opportunity. Um. So anyway, that was cool though. So look out for more reggae month stuff. I I mean I can't imagine that was it. They got to be doing more stuff. I didn't really look it up and see, but. But yeah, last year when we went in Jamaica, it was like, all month different stuff. Yeah. Every week, every couple days. So. There were events all over that you know we're all kind of tied in to the whole reggae reggae month thing because the reggae month thing was being put on by the government gov it was yeah, the, the government uh, or some, the minister of culture or yeah something. something like that that's cool that organization yeah i mean jamaica has stars on stars on stars like and all the new generation i'm so proud of them because it's my generation like of, of age and they're killing it right now and they're doing exactly what i had hoped to hear when I first started getting into reggae and I was listening to, you know, even like Buju. Buju is such a big artist, but the production, I, I wasn't really a fan of the production growing up because I liked live bass guitar, live drums. I It took me a while to come around to actually being okay with a drum machine. Same here. Yeah, same. I hated drum machines. I hated fake horns. The whole dig the digital stuff was, All of it was hard to get into. Initially. Yeah. yeah. I almost have turned all the way around and like I almost prefer that now. Because you can rely on it. It's perfect. Yeah. It sounds like it just it sounds hits. better. I mean, it hits. You know, it everybody's hits got speakers. their preferences. I've, of course, like, you know, big acoustic bands like Alborosi does stuff and like Stephen Marley stuff where it's like full band and you can hear like, you know, the real instruments and everything. And mm -hmm. it's cool. But sometimes there's something cool with like just a little dinky, like digital beat that just goes real hard. Like sometimes it only has like four voices or parts yeah. going on, like can be really minimalist, but. Speaking on the dinky things, like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that could be your dance hall name, Dan. Dinky Day. Dinky. Dinky. Um, man, you totally threw off my, uh, my train. No, I want my. You're going to say, speaking of the dinky stuff. No, my, my dance hall name, I, or my rapper name, I, I want to be uh, Young Ginnip. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Ginnip? Or like Lil Ginnip. That's what I want to be. Is that a fruit? Lil Ginnip. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's throughout the Caribbean and probably Africa too, but it's like a lychee. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's sweet and it and like children go and pick it and find it and that's how I found like out. Like child about labor? It. 
No. Like they go pick it and eat it. They don't like yeah. pick it. <laughs> in the in the neighborhood, you as a child, you would go and find it and pick it. So um speaking on the dinky thing though, the um who was that producer that did Jatari? Oh yeah. It was like Atari video game sounds, but he would make dub rhythms. That's cool. That's cool. And then he would voice big artists on it. So and all his rhythms are very his sound you know it's like it's like digi and analog tape sound you know and i like uh manu digital who yeah. will go to jamaica oh, yeah. and he has the casio it's the casio whatever it's called but it's the slang tang casio or or a version of that same model where it has a little bass um keys on the left side that have their own little synthy sound it has a drum machine and then he'll play chords with the right hand but it's really cool because he'll get like cableton did one um, I think Luciano did one. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen this. Everybody. Queen Ifrica or something, yeah. I think, did one. And it's really cool because it's just him with his keyboard and then the artist with the mic. And so you'll, and you'll but hear... But it sounds fat. Yeah, because then he takes... He's recording all of that. So it's not just coming um, you know, from like live microphones or something that mm-hmm. are around them. He can actually go back later and like he'll add like some EQ to the drums and, and reverb and stuff and produce it and make it sound really nice. So... Yeah, those guys are those guys are really cool that can do that. We kind of blank check kind of started with that vibe in mind, but by the end of it, I'm not sure how it came across. But I mean, we have the digi drums and the digi bass. Um, but I wasn't trying in my mind. I wasn't trying to make it like old sounding or anything like that. I just wanted it to hit hard. So, but yeah. Anyway, it's funny how you come around from you know yeah. starting to listen to yeah. reggae and kind of being because we all just three said the same thing like you know you looking for that live drum sound and then to kind of flip around later on in life it's you know cool it takes a while to come around to it but here we are so anyway moving on um we can't ignore the fact that uh i think just yesterday or the day before trump was impeached again again i don't know which is historic in its own right because it's never happened before as i understand it yeah that's true. Even Nixon didn't get impeached, <clears throat> right? He didn't get impeached. He did. He got impeached, but he, he resigned. resigned. Yeah. Before they impeached him? Or after, just right after? After? I think it was after. You know what's funny is like, you know, I guess, I, I thought I thought if you got impeached, you were getting thrown out of office, but apparently that's not true. So no. wh- why did he even resign? Like, he was that embarrassed? He had pretty damning evidence against him. So like does Trump. Was, Trump. So that's just the thing about well, Trump. I mean, he doesn't give a shit. And am I right in like impeaching is impeaching doesn't mean the president gets kicked out. It means he gets like brought to like there's charges against him now. Yeah, is he that goes, what that he goes, means? It brings it. Yeah. So he can, and like that's what happened earlier is that, you know, he went to court or whatever, but he Senate. wasn't. But he wasn't found. Yeah, he wasn't found guilty of the charges that they were bringing against him. Mm. So yeah. he was still impeached, but was not found out how like have to like get kicked out of office or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a trial. It brings it to a trial before Congress. Okay, and then Congress essentially fulfills the role of the judge. Right. Mm. So lawmakers actually do the judging, which is weird. That's not how it's supposed to be. And they, they are already and they're already making deals with each other yeah. and friends and everything. So it's not like... It's not an impartial... Ju- no, yeah. No measure, no. Mm. That's why there's all this partisan stuff going on. Yeah. Like, that's why Trump probably didn't get impeached the first time is because His Republicans friends. voted with him right. and Democrats voted against him. But now Mitch McConnell was talking about how he's not cool with him anymore. They want to get him out, I think. He's such a burden to the party now. And yeah. there are other 
This is you what know, it takes other to finally have them yeah. be like, oh, he's kind of being a problem. Yeah. They yeah. need the votes for two two years from now when they start voting on uh, the Senate for their uh, yeah, there's re-elections. Other house races and stuff that are going to go on in two years, but yeah, they're going to screw themselves. I heard people say that the Republican Party is just done, and that like, you know, especially if Texas turns blue in the next race or in any 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 more, like we get more blue in the House. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> <laughs> That that it will never go back. You know what I'm saying? That like they're saying that the that enough damage has been done to the Republican Party that they because think about this: if you lose Texas, that's that's a lot of electoral college seats, right? In the main election. So if Texas yeah. does go blue, you know, you, and doesn't go back, it'd be very hard to to be Republican president again. So we got some weight to throw around here. How did like I don't I don't know because I don't really I wasn't paying attention, but maybe one of y'all know like what was the ratio on that when it came to this past election between like you know our our big cities in Texas, which is like Houston, Dallas, Austin, I think all the big San Antonio, cities mainly yeah. go, they all went blue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rural it's a rural urban divide, definitely. Yeah, even in even in states that are like reliably red, like mm. Alabama, Mississippi. Even then, if you look at the urban areas, normally they vote blue, but those urban areas are small compared to the rest of the state. Um, so the people who live in rural areas in Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana probably, which are just, they're rural areas to begin with. They fill up more space in the state and they have more people there. So the, the weight is, mm-hmm. is greater for them compared to just those small cities. Whereas in Texas, you got like Houston, Dallas, big cities. And if more and more people start coming into Texas as they're doing, then eventually the proportion is going to flip to urban against the rural. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's not a rush to go move out to what's a random place in Texas? <laughs> Fredericksburg. Tyler. <laughs> Fredericksburg is a rush. Wow. People want to live out there, bro. People Why? do. It's expensive. It's I don't nice know. out there. It's it is nice. Country. It is nice, yeah. But no, I'm talking about like, I don't know. Tyler, Texas. Yeah, some somewhere. But Crystal Beach. All these Californians <laughs> coming in nice. to Texas yeah. is definitely going to change the landscape and the dynamics. So, yeah, man, it's exciting. I think it, it's funny because moving here, I was thinking, oh, I'm missing out on New York and L.A. and all this industry stuff, you know, that's happening. More for like production wise and stuff. But more and more, it seems like Texas is a good place a lot of things are moving here, so I don't have to go nowhere, and it's cheaper to live. Number one, the the, the quality of life in, in Texas, I think, is probably one of the best. You know, com- just compared to our experience in <laughs> Chicago when, when it was really rough with the same money, generally. You know Pretty much, mean? yeah. I can I can vouch for that. LA is nice. At least in my so. personal experience. LA is I, nice. I mean, I didn't... But you got to be paying like a lot Diego. more in rent to be anywhere... You, you do, and it's a, it's a the drive city. The driving is a pain. Yeah. 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 I've never had a sun blind me so much th- than in L.A. <laughs> I feel like the sun is more bright there or something. I'm not sure. California sun. Speaking That's of, true. Speaking of that, maybe we should segue into the uh, into the selections. Because the You're right. artist I have in mind is from L.A. Oh, okay. So. Huh. So let, we'll intro it, bro. Yeah. All right. So this is by Kiefer. He does chill hop stuff. Um, but he's a really talented musician, and his his uh, his his production and the songs that he writes reflect that. I think um, these are just a little bit more complex, and in my opinion, a little bit more interesting than what you typically get with chill hop, which is the same beat, 
uh, the same melody over and over again. Kiefer kind of brings it to a different level. So check so it out. So this is all instrumental? This is all instrumental, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. too i've been getting into more of that stuff and honestly it's been funny because it's been kind of like quote-unquote hip you know those like the memes are like you know chill chilled playlist to study to or whatever yeah chill lo-fi <laughs> yeah chill lo-fi yeah i think that's a really <laughs> popular genre man a lot of people like that it is my friend's out in la and he says that there are artists out there that dedicate themselves to writing two or three of those songs gets picked up by one of those playlists and they just rack up plays and that's how they make their money it's just by producing three or four good chill hop tracks it's kind of like turn your brain off music you don't have to pay attention to it you can just have it on like yeah people do with the office (laughs) the musical equivalent of the office bro that is a thing people do any of y'all do that no all right not with that show but i I have shows that i do that that same thing too like this is a thing where people have on shows that they've seen before like they just play them all the time while they're because they don't have to watch them they just know them yeah, like I'll do that with like Family Guy or uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm or It's Always Sunny or Workaholics, like all those ones. Like I've seen those episodes like a bajillion times, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it's sometimes it helps to have it up there. For me, musically, like if I'm trying to do something, it's hard to listen to something with lyrics because I keep listening to it. Sometimes if it's just musically cool, my attention will fall towards that instead of what I'm actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's true. hard to listen to music sometimes, so that's why I'll watch shows and they'll just be going on in the background or whatever. But this kind of stuff's cool, too. Yeah, I dig it. Um, you had the next one? Yeah, so um, I had this one in mind with you, Tom, because Tom's a fan of go-go music. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him a little bit about go-go music. So go-go music is the style of... <clears throat> the style of funk that arose... Sorry. style of <laughs> funk that arose... <laughs> In Washington, D.C. in like the, the late 70s, early 80s. And it's still played up until now, but it's um, it's swung, has kind of a hip-hop feel to it. And they just still sit on the song for 15 minutes when they play it live. They just jam, essentially. That's cool. So this, yeah. is, a, this is a go-go tune. And, and quick backstory about this one. Like I was doing a residency at One to One, which you might, which y'all probably know, but our listeners don't know, with a Bee Gees cover band. And um, this was at a venue in, in Austin that would... We'd do like an early show and then there'd be like a quick break and then there'd be a late show and like the audience would change in between so if you came for the early show you couldn't stay for the late show they literally like emptied oh, out the whole venue and started over again so um 
we did the early show with the Bee Gees cover band, and the late show was this go-go dude. It's called uh, his name is Sean Martin, and he does something called uh, Sean Martin's Go-Go Party. Hmm. And Sean Martin is a keyboard player, arranger, producer. He worked with the Snarky Puppy. And he was, uh, I don't know if he still is, but so he's was, around uh, this area. He's local. He's from Dallas, I think. Oh. So he's from Dallas, but he's a big tour guy now. And, and well, I don't know about right now, but and was a uh, musical director for Kirk Franklin, which mm. is pretty cool. Grammy award winning dude. Anyway, so he has this go go party. And it's pretty much what Tom was saying, where it's party dance music. And they did all these top 40 songs, just like medley it all, all together. It was, it was badass. And I was going to leave after my set. And some dude in his band was like, hey, like, nice job. Like, you're going to want to stay and check this out. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. So I did, and yeah, it was badass. Anyway, I'm rambling. This is um, Sean Martin and a band called Ghost Note, mm. which is also based out of, like, Dallas. It's a cool name. Yeah, Ghost Note's pretty cool. Check him out. Um, I think, like, Mono Neon. You know Mono Neon? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think wicked he's, bass player. I think he's the bass player for Ghost Note. Really? Yeah, so this is... Um, Go Go Gadget hmm. by Ghost Note and Sean Martin and it's Go Go, but I want you to check it out, Tom, because it's in like an odd meter, which right. is odd for Go Go music. So, all right, incoming. You got it. Both weird and cool. <laughs> Ten, six, eight? four. It's in five. Is it? Yeah, I heard it in it's six. In five. So, which is you know, and like go goes normally dance music, so it's normally like boom, mm, mm, boom, mm, mm, mm. so it's in like you know, obviously you can't really dance to like five and seven and stuff like that. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting, and also like obviously it's really drum heavy. That's part of the style of the music, and bass too. Like it's pretty much. Go-Go's all like drum and bass, pretty much. And you got the typical percussion, too, yeah. back there. So you have Congo players. It's it's dope, man. Right. If you see it live, yeah. like if you oh, see dude. block parties from D.C. back in the day where they they filmed this stuff. This kind of reminds me of like Go-Go is to like D.C. what kind of like second line stuff is to New Orleans. Yeah. Where it's like you pretty much just have drums and horns. Yeah. Um, same kind of like I kind of relate them and it's very like crowd oriented like as you heard yeah. and they're like people screaming and yelling they and shout out their neighborhoods and stuff yeah that's, that's dope uh, but that was a more modern take so I thought it was kind of cool yeah hmm. I dug that one ghost note 
Well, yeah. So people, and make sure you can go on Spotify right now and check out all of the tunes that we add every week on a playlist called Main Selections. And if you if you're not already following us on Spotify, go ahead and do that. But then you can scroll to the bottom of the Spotify page and you'll see the main selections. We're going to get it up on Apple and everything else soon. We just got to figure it out. And that's main like a lion's mane. Yes. M- or Gucci mane. <laughs> M-A-N-E. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. All right. So thank you all for bringing those songs. Um, other than that, man, I think what we're probably getting close to time. What do y'all think? I, I know think James so. got a James got to dip out of here. So let's call it. And um, yeah, just please again go and subscribe to our YouTube on the Spotify, you know, Facebook, Insta, all of those things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stay in touch. And you know, when we when we like to give away free stuff and do different stuff like that, make sure you can get involved. So for sure. Uh, and I'll share with you this awful, awful guitar sound from the Sahara Lounge show. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, see y'all next time. Peace. Yes, the Hair Lounge. This one is called Step Forward. Because we got to unite in this time and step forward together. Listen! Alright, that's enough of that.